0: The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I run a trip to Israel for a bunch of guys every year, a lot, of, a lot of Jews from all backgrounds. And one year, one of the guys on the trip, he's not, not a religious guy, I was speaking in his area for a different thing, and he says to me, listen, I came back from the trip, I started talking to my friend about religion, and he has to meet you. I said, okay. Picks him from the airport. He drives me to his friend's office. This office is the size of this room. I've never seen an office like this. Middle of wherever, Midwest, overlooking a lake. Pictures of what looks like, I guess, elected officials, cause by how they're dressing, everyone's got pins on. Pictures of celebrity athletes. The whole deal. I mean, the guy's got the whole nine yards. Little toy plane, the deal. guy comes out of his desk. He says, hi, rabbi. I'm like, I'm not a rabbi. He goes, hi, rabbi. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Talk to him about life and death. Afterlife, heaven, hell, a couple minutes. He tells me this following story. Listen to this. He said, I grew up a couple towns over. And I grew up in a house without, we had no money. My father was a professor in a small college. My mother was a stay at home mom. Three boys in the house. He said, My father was larger than life. Tough. He expected excellence from his boys, but he was everything. He was a professor, he was, for, he was always home for dinner. Everywhere he went, everybody listened to him. He'd sit in his study, he smoked his pipe, and I would come in, he'd give me some, always an insight. I used to pitch. Apparently, he pitched in college. He came to every, single, every little game, every game, he'd sit in the stands. We'd walk home from the, from the. the it didn't sound like a big town, he'd walk home from the field and he would strategize with me. He said every single night I was in the attic, because every night he would tuck all the kids in every night, so he'd come up in the attic and I'd hear the creaking of the steps. Sometimes I was annoyed, he just wanted to see if I was okay, tuck me in, even when I was in high school. He, said, he goes, when I was in high school, my father got sick. He didn't tell me what ha- how or what. He said within one year he died. And he goes, after that moment, he goes, my mom never recovered. The boys, we just went nuts. Nuts. No rules. We, were cr- we just never recovered. And when you go crazy and you don't have any money, guess what ends up happening? You open up a business, it fails, a business, it fails. It took me 30 businesses later to realize... That something worked, and it worked. And I opened up a business, and it exploded. And here I am right now. He said, until about a year ago, I never looked back. My life was too fast. I made money every year. I made more money and more money, family, everything in the world. He goes, about a year ago, I turned 50. And my 50th birthday was hard for me. And I was Googling on, I think it was Zillow. I don't know what he said, but I'm sure it was some... And I saw that my old house that I grew up in was for sale. So I bought it, he could buy a lot of houses. <laughs> and I went back there and he goes, I'm standing in my house and as I'm standing in the house it hits me that with all my success and all, everything I ever wanted coming true in my life, I would give everything up to walk into this house and spend one more day with my father. To walk into his study and have him sit there smoking his pipe. To be upstairs in bed and to hear the creaks of the, the stairs. All of it. I would, he said I would give it all up. Every single dollar. Because I stood in that house and I was sobbing. Because it hit me that everything I wanted in this world didn't compare to Him. Just Him. Tell me that there's a life after death. Tell me He doesn't go away. Tell me He's still around. And I drove back and it dawned on me this is above. With all our success and all the stuff we have, what we're really mourning for is that we don't fully have Hashem. We have chosen to treat him like a boss. We have chosen to not look up and say, Yes, it's an honor just to be your child. We have chosen to continue the same sin, and as a result, we look at a building now, and that building's got foxes and someone else's temple on it. And what we really are supposed to do today, in my opinion, is just one day a year. Just stop with the whole, I want to get, and I want to get, and I want to be, and I want to get, I want to get. Just for one day, picture what it would be like to have a life with the whole world seeing our dad. What life could be like if I walked in the streets and I felt Hashem with me to the point at which I was so filled with the relationship, I didn't need stuff. Where I could hear the the creaks of the steps with the kohanim and I could see the building being filled with Hashem in it. And so maybe, just maybe, if we take upon ourselves all of us, one time a day, for the rest of our lives. You know what? Just until Rosh Hashanah. One time a day where things get hard. One time a day where things get hard in your life. You stare at that challenge and go, I love you, Hashem, or thank you, Hashem. Or it's an honor to know you, Hashem. Whatever it is. for One time a day you stare at challenge and go, thank you, Hashem. Maybe if we resolve ourselves right now, to realize how much he loves us, and to stop asking for the relationship. Ask all you want. But to start looking at the relationship like the way he wants, maybe if we loved him as much as he loved us, he would look down and go, at least there's a few people that didn't forget how much I love them. And then maybe this will be the year that we're able to see the time where we can actually go into Yushalayim in a full way, Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories .org